evening, good evening, good evening. It is Across the Tracks podcast. It is Across the Tracks. I am Steve. And I am Wayne, and it's a pleasure to be back tonight. Uh, getting close to the end of October, trick-or-treats around the corner, and uh, we got snow today out in the Rocky Mountains. And, uh, you know, it's always uh, snow occurs right before uh, Halloween. It's You can set your clock by it. So we got snow today. It's supposed to go into tomorrow. But, uh, hey, it's not going to deter what's happening tonight. Another exciting broadcast of the Cross the Tracks podcast. And we're blessed tonight to have a guest and uh, this guest uh, goes way back with us. Uh, she actually lived on your side of the tracks, my friend. Uh, but yes, she's my cousin, so I, I don't know <laughs> if that trumps you or not. <laughs> so, but we are we are so honored uh, to have her with us tonight on this particular episode. So, without further ado, let's introduce our guest tonight, Miss Kendra Stewart Scott. Hi, Kendra. How are you doing? I'm great. Hi, friends and cousin. Yes. Hey, cousin. Thank you for the nice intro. How are you doing? <laughs> we are good. Glad you could join us. Oh, I'm thrilled. Thank you for the invitation. I'm so excited that you guys have a podcast. I feel so, like, you know, cool. You all are just so hip and renaissance and doing great <laughs> things with Across the Tracks. So I'm excited and honored <laughs> to be a, a part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, Kendra, this podcast started when uh, Wayne and Cynthia, myself, my wife, Lynn, Marilyn and Greg Kofer and Joy and Sharon Stubbs all went on a cruise. Oh, this I was in from that cruise. Yes. This was in 2016. And we had such a great time that we said, hey, we could make a podcast out of this. And so we went back and stood on it for a little bit. And then Wayne and I got in contact with each other. And um, my son, Alex, came home for Christmas one time. And I said, show me how to create the podcast. We have the idea. Just show me how to get it set up. And he did that. And that was uh, in January of, of uh, 2018. And we've had almost 60 podcasts since. That's so know. awesome. because people. So that's how it all that. started. I'm so glad that you really did it and fulfilled it because people say that all the time. Oh, we should make a podcast. We should totally do that. Okay. And then they never do, you know. So for you all to make it really happen is amazing. And then I love that you keep in touch. You bring folks from, you know, back home and and you talk about a myriad of topics. And so it's really cool and very interesting. So I'm glad you all are doing that. Good for you. We need more. Yep. As uh, as you said before we went on the air, we, we had talked about, uh, your appointment uh, in your new role there in the Hardin County Chamber. And we're like, you know, this is great for the community. Uh, we we go way back with you. We, we, we know you've been active in things there at home. Um, you ran for city council a few years back. I was hoping you, you were going to get elected to the council back then. Yeah. But we know you're active and, and you, you try to do the best for the community there. So when we found out that you got that appointment, we're like, Boom. We got to get you on to talk about, you know, what's going on in E-Town. What's what's the future look like? That type of thing. So um, that's why we're here tonight. We, we want yeah. to hear from you. Um, mm-hmm. One, tell us a bit about your new role. 
what that entails and, and what you see for the future of E-Town. And as Steve said, sometimes we, we venture off into other discussions or whatnot. So that's where we're going to take it tonight. We just want to have a freewheeling conversation. Mm-hmm. And so we'll let you kick it off. You know, tell us a bit about, you know, what you're doing and, and why you wanted to get involved. And we'll take it from there. Okay. Well, and I can go down a rabbit trail, too. So you may have to, you know, <laughs> rein me in. <laughs> but as you, as you said, that's hometown fine. girl. Um, and some of my fondest memories were, you know, being in the basketball gym as a little kid watching you play basketball for E-Town High School. So that is how far we go back. Um, but I'm hometown girl. Um, my dad was in the Army, as many people may know. So we moved around. We left here when I was about eight and then moved back um, in 1989. So I, I was gone for a long time, came back, went to ECC, what was then ECC, went to Western, go tops, graduated from there, and then came back to E-Town because, in all honesty, I didn't have a job, didn't have a big girl job, didn't know what I wanted to do, but had my degree in English and broadcasting and um, had to come home. And, of course, there was no other place I really wanted to be, um, close to my family and all, so came back, started working in radio, um, did a little bit of television at WHAS, different things, and then just kind of progressed. And the one thing I did when I was, was here in the community I remember my grandmother always saying that if you love your community, you're willing to work for it. So I immediately got involved, um, whether it was Big Brothers, Big Sisters, um, it was a Junior Women's Club. I'm just kind of a town busybody, in all honesty, and liked being in the mix. I always like knowing what's going on and, and what's happening. And I'm a firm believer if you want change, you've got to be in there to do it. Don't just talk about it make it happen. So I just started little by little getting involved. Um, I worked at United Way. And so that was a great catalyst because I got to meet so many people across the community from all walks of life, dealing with big business, with um, retirees, the military, young young entrepreneurs, kind of all segments of the community. Um, and it would really, working in radio and United Way helped me to make some of those relationships and contacts in the community. Plus, you all know, you're from Eat Town and everybody knows everybody and it's a great small community. Everybody's related and we all went to school together. So everybody has those relationships. So I really just kind of worked on those. So I feel like the chamber job was a natural fit just because I've been hanging around <laughs> long enough and <laughs> And they finally were like, okay, give her a job. Um, But I'd been a chamber ambassador. I'd served on the board of the Radcliffe Chamber, the Vine Grove Chamber, had been very active with the Elizabethtown Chamber. So at that time, we had more than one chamber of commerce in the county. So back in 2011... Um, I was vice president of the Ratcliffe Chamber of Commerce, their board of directors, and we were just having some conversations about, hey, maybe our chambers should just have talks about merging or doing more things together because Little Vine Grove's over here, West Point's up there doing their thing, Ratcliffe's here, E-Town's there, but everybody's struggling, everybody's working in silos. How are we not, you know, working together? What would be the best way? So after months and months of discussions and plans and strategic aligning and getting lots of, you know, uh, folks, yay, you know, and the naysayers as well. We had folks in the corner cheerleading us on and other people saying, "Mm -mm," because, you know, there's that imaginary Mason-Dixon line between Town and Radcliffe. And there's a lot of (laughs) imaginary, imaginary, right, right. The us (laughs) and the them. And a lot of people don't want to cross that line. I had the luxury of doing both because I worked in Radcliffe at the time at Lincoln Trail um, Hospital, but lived in E-Town. I'm very involved at Fort Knox because of my my dad, and I'm involved in AUSA and a bunch of other things. So I go back and forth across the line. It doesn't phase me, but you know how some people are. So it was a tough sell, but eventually um, the chambers all did decide to merge. 
Um, there was a lot of, we had to vote and the whole kit and caboodle and start from ground zero and um, kind of created the Elizabethtown Hardin County Chamber of Commerce. And not to say there haven't been bumps along the way, but it's gone really well, I'd like to say. And to date, we have over 700 members um, all oh. across the county, which, again, people think, are there 700 businesses in Hardin County? <laughs> you yeah. bet you there are. Yeah. <laughs> Plus a whole lot more that aren't members that I'm working on. Um, and we have members from outside of the county as well that may have a presence here. But we are one of the largest chambers in the state of Kentucky in the Commonwealth. So I'm really proud of that. And we're very small. We are. Um, I'm one of a staff of three. We downsized a little bit during COVID, of course, but um, luckily we're kind of bouncing back a little bit. And so the timing was right. You might know Brad Richardson. He is um, the brother to Dr. Jeff Richardson. I think y'all went to school with Jeff. So Brad is the president, CEO, and he and I started having conversations about a year or so ago. And he said, hey, I really want to bring you on board. And I had to think about it. I'm like, you know, I've been at Lincoln Trail for 16 years. It's kind of easy. I could just kind of maybe coast into retirement. But <laughs> Um, he reminded me how much I love my community and how much I love to be plugged in. And with Lincoln Trail, I wasn't able to do that as much. So after some conversations and uh, talking and praying and, and thinking on it, um, it found it, it, I found it to be the perfect fit for me. So just started October the 1st. But like I said, I've probably been a volunteer for about 20 years. Um, and so in my role, my official title is Vice President of Operations, which sounds really fancy and really great. But I'm kind of like there's three of us. So, again, I do a third of everything. Um, I'm head gopher, if, if you will. So I'm blessed. I get to do all the event planning and uh, programs, and we have a lot of great programs, and um, just kind of be the, the backup to Brad, basically, um, kind of the face of the organization. I do a lot of our public relations and media and the ribbon cuttings and um, just all the fun stuff, membership and uh, leadership program and uh, work with the ambassadors and fundraising and you name it, we do it. So I'm really, really blessed and fortunate to be in the position. I'm really excited about it and really excited about the future and, and where we're going to go so hey, that was a really hey, long Kendra, answer i know <laughs> no no that's fine that's fine we you know we we tend to go long ourselves um a question i have is how was it that you were able to what was the difficulty of merging all the different chamber of commerces from Hardin County and Elizabethtown, you said mm -hmm. uh, Vine Grove mm -hmm. or, you know, Radcliffe. How difficult was that to get all these different communities? And, and as you mentioned earlier, you know, the people in E-Town and Radcliffe, we don't really get along that well. You know, you said <laughs> Mason-Dixon line, uh -huh. you know, you know, there's yeah. the, as you mentioned, the us and them, mm -hmm. you know, uh, how was it to get those what was the, the process of getting those those different groups together was it oh, tough or was it was it um uh, went tough. a lot better than you thought oh no it was very tough it was the fight that we had expected um when our boards were all meeting and getting together because it was you have to get the buy-in and there were so many people that were yay all for it because it just made good sense. But then there were the people that were afraid they were going to lose the anonymity of their community. Um, because people always think that we're going to get swallowed up. And the people in Radcliffe and Vine Grove were like, well, that's why we started our own chamber in the first place. Because when it was the Elizabethtown chamber, you know, we were the redheaded stepchildren. And poor little West Point, they feel like they're left out of everything. And in all honesty, they typically Ooh, are. They're um, way up there. Right, way up there. <laughs> right. They're kind of like, oh, you forget they're there. And they don't have a lot of, you know, business and commerce and industry and, and that sort of thing. Thing. And so, 
you don't see or hear a lot from them, but they want to be a part, which was great. Glendale has their own merchants association, um, which is fine because they're very, you know, close knit in Glendale and they kind of have that niche of the antique shops and the whistle stop and that sort of thing. And they're more tourism driven. Um, Radcliffe, you know, a lot of the businesses obviously are dependent on Fort Knox. And so a lot of people saw that as, as that, or they have smaller branch offices of, of the bigger bank in E-Town or whatever. Um, and then Vine Grove is their own little tiny community with just a handful of businesses, but they felt we weren't represented when we were part of Radcliffe. So we need to be over here on our own. So everybody wanted to do their own thing, but, People, most people don't realize chambers of commerce are nonprofit. So it's very hard to generate revenue as a nonprofit when you're very tiny and it, it's, you know, reliant on your membership. And so if you don't have a lot right. of members, well, you don't have revenue to do all the great things that you want to do. So it really kind of came down to economics per se. Um, so it was several months. It probably took us about two years, in all honesty, through the process. We started by having just conversations with our boards, and then we opened it up and started having uh, town hall meetings with the memberships. We had a planning committee that really worked with representation from all the different chambers, thinking of ways, okay, how can we make sure everybody in the community is represented, that we can still continue the events? Because you'd be amazed. Most people are just like, well, I just like having my monthly luncheon in Radcliffe. Okay, we can still do a monthly <laughs> luncheon in Radcliffe if that's your biggest, you know, hurdle. And amazingly, it was because people. It's I love to hear people say, "I don't want to drive all the way to Etown. I don't want to drive all the way to Radcliffe." <laughs> that whole ten-minute drive, you know, that commute is yeah. murder. I get it. <laughs> Going up Dixie and the stoplights. Whoa, you know, most of us do it every day. But you'd be amazed how many people and nobody wants to drive all the way to West Point. You know, we heard that a thousand and one times. Yeah. So um, it is a little yeah, bit of a ride, but. It's a little bit, <laughs> but it's not like, you know, and as you all know, living in a large metropolitan area, it takes you how long right. to get from one side of town to the other. When we lived in Minneapolis, it literally took my mom an hour and a half to get to St. Paul where she worked, you know, one way. So yeah, sure for that 10 minutes, people are just like, oh my gosh, well, we have other ways to get to Radcliffe. <laughs> you don't have to stay on Dixie. We have New Patriot Parkway and we have 313, the back roads, there's ways you can go. But anyway, um, and probably the biggest um, opposition came from the Radcliffe Small Business Association. There were a handful of, of gentlemen from the RBSA that were very, very vocal. And they kind of said, you know what, we're going to do our own thing. And they got RSBA kind of up and going again. And, and that was fine. And we have since kind of developed a much better relationship with them. But for the first couple of years, it was rocky. They didn't want anything to do with the Hardin County Chamber as much as we tried. And they were kind of doing their own thing. But then we all kind of realized we all need one another because we're all working towards the same goal. And the great thing is we had folks from the outside like the Garrison Command, like all the folks, you know, that have moved to this community that were like, why aren't we working together? It only makes sense. You need to be more efficient. So we had those folks kind of behind it and driving it. They were some of the members on the board that they weren't the old E-Town folks or the old Radcliffe folks. They were people that came here, loved it here and said, hey, this, we want to help move the community forward. And the only way we're going to do it is by doing it together. So we had to wait for some of the older folks to kind of step aside, retire, whatever, phase out, move to Florida, that sort of thing, and get some of the young, vibrant people that were open to new ideas to say, yeah, it only makes sense. Let's let's have a combined chamber. But it took a lot, a lot of meetings. Um, we had a lot of votes. And again, there's still people that are kind of adamant and said, well, you just didn't fulfill all your promises because we're still not 
you know, they're not doing enough activities on the northern end, or we never see you all down in Upton, or, you know, why isn't Sonora represented? So there's still a lot of work to do, but I think people have finally realized, you know, it is one bigger, better chamber. We have probably three to 400 people attend our monthly luncheons. Um, wow. So I think that speaks volumes. Yeah. Can, especially other chambers are like, what? You do that every month? You have that many people? Yes, we do. So people have yeah, realized that it's it wow. had to be done and it's it's going well, but there's still bridges to be built. And I think that's one of the other reasons I was selected for the job is because I do have relationships in both county. You know, it's funny because people in E-Town always say, didn't you go to North Harden High School? And people in Radcliffe go, well, didn't you go to E-Town? And then I tell them <laughs> I built the bubble and say, no, I graduated high school in Minnesota. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's but, that. You know, <laughs> it. it it, 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 it only made logical sense because the times I do come home, it's hard to tell where E-Town ends and Ratcliffe starts that because true? that merger out on 31, it's like, okay, where are we? Are we in E-Town or are we in Ratcliffe? Right. And it, you, can, you can get to any place in Hardin County, other than West Point is a little hike, but to get yeah. from E-Town to Sonora, E-Town to Glendale, E-Town to Ratcliffe, Upton, it's not that far. So it made logical sense for everybody to come together. It benefits the entire community. And I, I, I noticed a few years ago when Fort Knox started to bring in that new command and new people were moving into the area because of their job relocating there, mm-hmm. it brought fresh a fresh set of eyes yes. to what was going on in, that, in the community. And it, it can only get better. Change doesn't happen overnight. Some of those folks. Folks who are grumbling now, once this gets established and leadership, you know, really gets entrenched in what they want to do and they're able to get those ideas out, people will see like, wow, this was a really good thing. And uh, I'm like, man, this is awesome that uh, you you guys were able to pull all those factions together. And uh, it's just going to be a win-win for the whole community. Win-win. That's what we're hoping. I, I hope you please spread that word because <laughs> there's still some that are kicking and screaming, um, yeah. believe it or not. But there's some people that that's just what they like to do, as we all know. Right. There are people that like to be the noisemakers. And I'm like, if you would just channel that energy into being positive and, and working hard, it could be so much better. But there's always people that like to sit on the sideline, sidelines and say, oh, it's never going to work. Ah, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, that's fine. We proved them wrong <laughs> yeah. by it's working. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I know one of our earlier um, one one of our earlier podcasts uh, we had uh, we had another guest on and we were talking Steve and I and this particular guest we were talking about you know things we loved about E Town growing up and the the question was if we were to come back there what would draw us to say you know what I'm going back to my old hometown <laughs> so the question I throw out. What are some of the things on the horizon that you guys plan on doing to, one, keep people who are there doing great things in the community? You want to keep those folks there doing that good work. But what are some of the things on the horizon that would cause somebody like me or Steve or other people that have moved away to consider coming back? Oh, we'd love to have you back. First of all, let me just say that um, <laughs> E-Town has changed and grown so much. And I'm sure you see that every time you come, it's yeah. like there's something new. There's something different. Things that I thought I'd probably never see happen in Elizabethtown 
are happening and we have, and, you know, we, we sell alcohol now we have, um, a world-class movie theater. We have, um, we're an urban trail town. Now we're part of the bourbon trail. So there's so much for people to see and do and enjoy when they come here. I always tell people the great thing about Elizabeth town is that we have all the big city amenities with a small town feel. And like you said, we're close to everything. So if you want to get to Nashville or Cincinnati or Louisville, that's great. But if you want to stay here, you can still hear live music. You can still go shopping at a boutique. You can eat at any restaurant. We have an incredible, incredible sports park um, that is like no other, one of a kind in the state that has literally professional NFL AstroTurf on on the ground, Um, a miracle field for children that are disabled um, with a walking trail. We have the incredible Freeman Lake Park, as you all know, where literally we just completed, it's a cathedral um, inside the wooded area of the park for outdoor concerts. So it's got amphitheater seating, and this beautiful archway Uh under the trees, um, just gorgeous. Um, So we have that. We have so much to offer for families, for kids. We have a new indoor um, jumping trampoline park, which, of course, unfortunately, during the COVID, it's it's shut down. But that's a great amenity because, again, people were traveling to Louisville and Lexington. And finally, the the woman that owns it, she said, why don't we have one of these in E-Town? Boom. She made it happen. So for so many people, it is amazing. We have something for everyone. We have become a destination. um, And I always knew that, I guess, as a kid. But like for us, we always went to Louisville. That was the metro. Well, for people that live in Grayson County, Brett County, LaRue, they come to Elizabethtown. When they say we're going to town, they're coming here (laughs) to do their shopping, um, to go to the movies, to get their entertainment. We are their little metropolis. And so, and folks from Fort Knox are the same way. A lot of them now say, you know what? We don't have to go to Louisville. Um, we can come to E-Town to catch a great movie or go see a live show at the State Theater. Um, our kids can play at the sports park. We go fishing at, at Freeman Lake Park. So, And our ind- industrial base is growing, which is great. We currently have, um, just the other day, we were talking about this, that we have more folks employed in the Elizabethtown, Hardin County Industrial Park than there are coal jobs in Eastern Kentucky. And of course, Kentucky's yeah. known for, hey, we're a coal state. We're a coal state. Well, not necessarily. We have more people employed right here and we have more industry um, coming, which makes us very, very happy. Brandon Berg is uh, currently yeah. developing and building the new steel plant, as you well know. Uh, so folks are coming into that and the average salary is going to be $72,000. So it's not, you know, piddly. Um, these are good jobs for, for hardworking folks and coming into a great, great community. So we're seeing those folks move into the area already. Fifth core is on its way is actually, is already here at Fort Knox. So we're seeing those folks moving in. Um, and we're just growing by leaps and bounds. We really, really are. So I always tell people, yes, you certainly want to come. Our downtown is being revitalized. It makes me so happy that I work in downtown E-Town now, um, because we have, are just booming, just busting at the seams. We've just opened, um, a new, um, ice cream shop called the Dreamery where she does Italian gelato and ice cream. We have the Impelazeri's pizza there, the running souls, some really cool shops and artists downtown coffee shops, 
Um, we've got some little boutiques. Um, it's not just like it used to be where it was nothing but attorneys downtown. You know, right. there's right. lots of creative yeah. outlets and the Newberry's <laughs> building. I want you to see that next time y'all come to town because Newberry's has been totally, um, it was destroyed, gutted, taken out. And now a new beautiful building is in its place. Um, the Mulberry Helm has now been converted. Kevin Addington purchased that and refurbished it. And so now we have a winery um, owned by a wonderful local African-American family called Water's Edge. It's a franchise and it's a great little bistro and winery. I think I've eaten there probably like three times in the past week. It's my new favorite spot. Um, and the old Mulberry mm-hmm. Helm. And again, that was somebody's vision. I mean, who would have ever thought that that old school could be turned into an incredible dining experience. So, so many great things on the horizon for E-Town. Um, we're about to get through another election. So we'll see how our city council, how they shake out if that remains the same or new faces or whatever, but our city has been just so active and involved with revitalizing downtown, working towards the South end. That's kind of the new project now is looking towards uh, the South end. As you all know, that needs a lot of help, but we're getting a new, um, I serve on the planning commission. So I love that because I get to know what's coming. So we're getting um, a new raceway or racetrack um, convenience store and, and gas station on that, that end of town. And there've been plans and talks and lots and lots of, uh, discussion about bringing an IGA grocery store because there needs to be a grocery store on that end of town. So we hope that'll be developed soon. And then working on some of the, the old hotels, uh, we've got a couple restaurants down there now. And so the new firehouse is just about complete. It's on the South end right there next to the park and ride. And the city is going to totally revamp that and make it look a lot nicer. And it's a beautiful firehouse. Um, so we're seeing now, a Kendra, little bit of them. Mm-hmm. Now, now, when you say the South end, what area of E-Town are you talking about? Are you talking about out on 62? Out, no, the out sport, on South Sports Di- park? East Dixie. Yeah, East Dixie yeah. on from yes. the yep. cemetery on down, all the way down okay. to um, to Lincoln Parkway to go to Hodgeville. Lincoln Hodgeville Parkway. Road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Yeah, that right. little that, that, stretch. That, 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 One of that, that, our that, earlier that. podcasts, Wayne was mentioning, you know, what would be some things that would draw us back to E-Town. Mm-hmm. And one of the very first things that we said is that they've got to do something to that side of town. Oh, yeah. You know, because people that, that live out, out there near the uh, interstate, basically mm-hmm. exchange. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's no grocery stores out there. Yep. I mean, Wayne and I talked about, you know, you had Hawkins Grocery Store, oh, there yeah. had Hawkins Park, and there was another little uh, meat market right there off of Hawkins Drive, yeah. and that was it. Yeah, yeah. which is closed. The last time right. I was yeah. home, mm-hmm. we went down Hawkins Drive and Ray's. Uh, it was Ray's Market. Mm-hmm. It was like, man, yeah. the place was shut down. It was shuttered. It was closed. Yes. And uh, I felt there always needed to be a grocery store or something out of that in the town to service the folks that live out there. So the fact that it's being discussed and the possibility of that happening is tremendous. That is fantastic. Uh, yeah. It is. It's long, long, long overdue. Long overdue. So, in fact, I think this Tuesday at our planning commission meeting, we are looking at the development plan 
for the IGA. At one time it was going to be a Myers and then Myers decided to go to Bowling Green. IGA has asked for many, many, um, you know, postponements as they were getting plans and land, but people on that end of town have been asking for it forever. And it just, again, makes sense. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing their development plan come this week. It's similar to Menards, um, which will be opening in November, which is ginormous, but it was probably two years delayed from when they initially wanted to build. And people kept saying, it's never coming. What's going to happen? Well, they had to move gas lines and there was a whole lot of stuff they had to do before they could break ground. So now that it is, the lights are on and they should be opening here in a week or two. It really happened. So I'm really confident that the IGA is going to happen and it will change the whole landscape. On um, out on, on that end of town on East Dixie, and people will be so so excited. I'm excited. I'm like yes. So so where so 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 where's the Menards? Is that is that out on that end of town as well? Unfortunately, not. Menards is on Ring Road. Um, okay, you know Ring Road. Home, okay, yes. The yep, Home yep, Depot, okay. it literally is right up the street okay. <laughs> from Home Depot between okay. um, that and Servants Valley uh, Baptist Church. Yep. That area has really just boomed and uh so all the hardware stores seem to be in the same location we'll see how that goes but um definitely for sure the iga is going to be out on um south dixie so we're very excited about that and then hopefully that's going to spur some growth because it's been little by little we have a subway out there you know there's um a dollar general there's a couple just you know like i said the new firehouse is coming um a couple of the hotels one hotel even though it is older it has been fully renovated and then you know we lost the other hotel it burned down in the fire so we're hoping that something else will go in that spot either another nicer hotel or another restaurant. Um, the old Jerry's was closed for the longest. Well, now D's butts is in there and they've done a great job of cleaning up that space and they have a big following. People love their barbecue. So that Mm -hmm. little spot is kind of booming again. Um, so it's kind of, is you know, it always is. It's little by little. It just takes one or two people. And I think the guys that have the downtown renaissance, um, the ones that have really worked hard and invested all their money into the Newberries and the Impella's Aries, I think they're slowly but surely making their way. Um, as you probably saw last time we were in town, Kevin Addington, again, he's part of that group, has transformed Haycraft. And he put in yep. a great little space called the Garage. And if you saw the mural called the Hay- Haycraft District, Um, now. So he's slowly but surely inching his way literally across the tracks. And I think that group is working towards that whole corridor and that stretch. And most of our city council folks are really adamant and have their eyes focused on that end of town because that's one of the entrance points into E-Town. It's the first exit you come to if you're coming up I-65 North. Right, right. Yeah. People get off there and they're like, oh, where's the McDonald's and the hotel and the Cracker Barrel? And we're like, oh, you got to go to the next exit. That's the fancy part of town. This is the, you know, "Eh, eh." so, so yeah, we want both our our entrances to be gorgeous. Yeah. Wayne, didn't you have a function at the garage last year for uh, your sister? We we were in there for an evening. Yeah. Yeah. And what's a cool little space? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I I think when you get, together with the chamber of commerce again when you have your lunch and tell them that a couple old dudes from e-town think that it's fantastic that you're you're finally now this is a good and a bad you're finally paying attention to an area that's been neglected our entire lives Uh, right and we're in our 60s and we're in Mm -hmm. our 60s yeah okay so that area has really been neglected Mm -hmm. and it's time that you know 
people that live out there, and I think there's more people that I that I know of that that's moved out towards the country club or Sportsman mm-hmm. Lake and so on. So it will benefit them, Larue oh, County, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Hodgenville. I mean, they're 11 miles away. They can get to the IGA there with no problem and so on. And then coming off the interstate right there, you, you do need something right there. So oh, yeah. um, I, I think that's just, I think that's just fantastic that you're finally developing that area, which is well, well overdue for sure. Oh my gosh. So, so, so overdue. I'm I, like, I said, I'm so excited and we're just seeing people finally get excited. It only is going to take one or two things. And I do, I think once the grocery stores open, then folks will be like, okay, this, this is worth investing in. And, and now's the time, you know, before the, the property values go up and you can't afford to buy the land now, Hey, want to jump in. Um, yeah. plus I think the anchor will be, um, the, the new fire station, which is beautiful and has been redone. Um, and then getting the, that new gas station that's coming and the grocery and that's just really gonna just brighten that end of town up and and show people that it can be done I think so often that's what people are just like oh well eh, I don't want to will I really be successful is it worth my investment well yes and they're proving that it, it can be very worthwhile the businesses that are out there like John O's liquor store and subway are, are doing exceedingly well because they do get all those people that are going home to Hodgenville or down to Glendale or whatever or coming in off the interstate, their business is booming. You know, Dow Corning is right there. So they attract all yeah. those people. So yeah. um, it's it's a win-win. Yeah, uh, that is awesome. Um, so I, I have a question. So okay. um, you, you've known me for years. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a music person. Yes. Uh, so so what, what what's on the tap? If, if I wanted to come to E-Town and get into some a music venue or something like that. What what does that look like? Oh well, we have um, of course we have the state theater, and that okay. has played host to um, the great thing about that we have learned is that because Elizabethtown is between like Nashville. Louisville, Cincy, and Indianapolis. So if there's a musician, a, a group that they're on their way through, they don't mind to stop in E-Town and do a show, which has okay. been great. So um, it's mostly been country acts, in all honesty, because that's what sells tickets, and people here love their country, so that's catered to. But a couple years ago, um, I went to a great concert. It was a, It's not a Cool in the Gang. It's an Earth, Wind, and Fire uh, tribute band called Kalimba. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Sold out. And so we have learned. And then we had uh, Lincoln Bridge with our Rotary Club last year. We hosted, uh, we always do a fundraiser with a local uh, group. And Lincoln Bridge, of course, is huge and phenomenal. And we love them. And they came and did a show. Again, packed house. So it seats about um, six six fifty in there. Um, so it was wow. a really great number. So people have been taking advantage again, another revamped uh, venue and ticket prices are very affordable because it's the state theater because it's Elizabeth right. town. So you're not paying, you know, um, yum stadium prices. You're paying maybe 20, $25 to get a high quality show. So we have a lot of musicians that, that perform there. And then downtown, we have a great little place called bourbon bar tavern. Um, it seats literally, uh, 49 people. So it's small and intimate, but they have live music and it's all different genres. They have individuals, they have open mic night, they have duos, they have up and coming artists, more established artists. And on any given night, it could be, it could be R and B, it could be jazz, it could be country, um, just a little bit of everything. And uh, my husband, and I love to go cause it's, there's no cover charge. You get in and you hear great, wow. great music 
you know, right here. And you can have a cold beverage and see some yeah. of your friends and it's great decor. Um, and so they've actually actually just knocked out their wall and expanded a little bit because they've been so popular. So so we have that going on. Uh, there are still sometimes concerts out at the park at Freeman Lake Park. Um, we have the huge bandstand. So we've hosted the Louisville Orchestra there. Um, we have the Heartland Dulcimer Club. They've had some big name country acts there. Um, they had the Wine Fest every September and usually have some live music. We've got a lot of homegrown musicians here. There's a Heartland Songwriters Club, so they perform quite often. They have really nurtured a lot of talent, um, and we get a lot of folks that come down again from Louisville or up from Nashville. So so our music scene is, is getting, you know, a little bit better. There's a little bit of... Um, a rise in that, you know, and we have, of course, local radio stations that kind of tap into that. So we have a couple of venues for folks to play and, and get involved. You don't always have to go to Fort Knox to hear it. We've got some places um, right here. Again, the winery has just started having live music. And a lot of our restaurants have picked up on that and start, especially in the summer, they have open air patios and they've been yeah. having a lot of live music and that sort of thing. So you would definitely um, love that and get into that. And of course we have the DJs too, but, um, we have a lot of live music going on in our little quiet community, amazingly. And then I live at the golf course at Heartland golf course, and we have a little pub over here and they often have uh, live music or a little band playing or something like that. So there's some now, outlets for folks. Now, where is Heartland located at, uh, Kendra? Heartland to, is the former. Oh, that's, I know. Memory. I forget you don't live here. <laughs> Heartland <laughs> is the former uh, Pine Valley Golf Course. So, um, if you're yeah. going up North Dixie, you know where Dixie Town Bowling oh. Alley is. Yep. You just right turn right. The street. Right across the street, and that is it formerly was known as Pine Valley, and now it's called Heartland, but I usually call it Pine Valley. Yes, so that's okay. that's my little okay. corner of, of town, and we have a little pub and everything over there, and then the nice golf course, yada, yada. And then I forgot to even mention the, the Hardin County Performing Arts Center at John Hardin High School, the PAC, which is phenomenal, 800 seats, high, high, high-quality theater, one of the biggest and best theaters in the Commonwealth and their director, Bart, uh, Bart Lovins, who is a native uh, Etonian, but he literally was a, he made it big in New York. He was a Broadway performer and has got a great background, moved back a few years ago to become the director at the PAC. So he brings in some incredible shows as well. He does, I've seen everything from the Peking Acrobats there to Shakespeare, um, the African-Americans, spiritual ensemble. He usually has them come every year. Um, of course they use it for our schools. And so you can catch, you know, school performances, but he usually does about six professional shows a year. Um, again, COVID. So this year, no, nothing, but just some great talent that comes there. And again, you can go see a show for, you know, five, 10, $15, as opposed to if you're going to actors theater in Louisville and pay 35 to $50, same quality, same acts, but right here in our back door. So it's oh, pretty amazing. Right, right. Mm-hmm. There's right. a lot That's to do. Great. Our arts community is thriving. Wow. Yeah. Speak, speaking of COVID, how did, how did the uh, chamber have to uh, adapt to the situation with COVID? How was how that? Have you guys have discussions on that? Oh, yes. It's been kind of painful, in all honesty, um, because we were used to hosting our our monthly luncheons with three to four hundred of our closest friends. 
So we haven't been able to do those. We've been doing them virtually. So it's not the same. Obviously, we tell people grab a lunch and, you know, watch on our Facebook page. But it's not the same. as yeah. That's one of the things we do is network. That is one of the biggest bonuses and, and advantages of being a chamber member is that opportunity to network and engage and bring great speakers. So that has slowed us down. Um, and then we offer different programs uh, called like Leadership E-Town, where we have 30 of our local business leaders that get together once a month and learn about different facets of the community. So that's been put on hold. We have youth leadership where we do the same thing, but they're all um, very talented juniors in high school and they get together once a month and they, you know, tour around the community to learn about government, Fort Knox, um, healthcare, all that good stuff. So we've had to put the brakes on all of those programs. Um, so that's been difficult, but we've been trying to do as much uh, awareness and advocacy and, and joining people together with COVID. So we've been doing things like um, just education, of course, on our website and awareness, but in bringing with our speakers, our, our topics, we've had some on diversity. Um, that's been a big topic this year, as you well know, across the nation. So things like that. But we partner with Lowe's. Uh, they called us and said, hey, we want to donate some of the N95 masks to go to small businesses. Um, we want them to go to small businesses only. So we have coordinated that effort and uh, have made sure we've been passing those out all across the community to some of our small businesses and and members, you know, that, that fit the bill, our churches, that sort of thing. So we've been involved on that front. Um, and just little by little inching back into doing things. We've started having ribbon cuttings again. We have a ribbon cutting tomorrow. So I'm really excited about that. So kind of easing back into getting events and doing, getting people together, but still being mindful and, you know, following all the CDC guidelines and that sort of thing. But it's taken a toll on our business. And of course we were worried like everyone else, you know, how it would affect our bottom line, because would people still be able to continue their membership with businesses being strapped? Is that something that, you know, those are some of the first things that get cut are advertising and, hey, we're just going to cut this membership because you're not doing anything and we need to save money and we got to put people out of work. And eh. so yeah. we've been blessed that we haven't yeah. lost a lot of members, but we understand when when it does happen. So we're back on the the upswing and trying to get members back and keep them happy and keep them engaged and that sort of thing. But it's definitely a different world and difficult to do when we can't get together face to face. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. It sounds like it's, it's, it's going very well there. And, uh, I'm, I'm sure you, I'm sure you're, you're bringing your personality and, <laughs> and your expertise to that and you're going to add to it. And I know that you're going to be levered. You're going to be leveraging your, you know, your ability to get things done. I know that for sure. That's oh, for thank sure. You. Yeah. So, well, I'm a worker yeah. bee. I like to get things done. So um, I don't like to sit around and we have been really busy. We had our fall golf scramble. We were worried that we weren't going to be able to do it. We'd always do a golf scramble spring and fall. And so as soon as I came on board, October 1st, they're like, oh, by the way, we're having a golf scramble October 16th. So luckily most of the, the wheels were in motion and we thought, well, we have a good turnout. We had 94 golfers um, and our goal was 100. So we were tickled pink. We were thrilled. And we realized people were just like, yes, because they wanted to get out of the house. They were like, yes, we'll yeah. play golf. <laughs> we just want to be outside. Sure. 
We uh-huh. just want to see people. And they were happy to play with their masks on. And um, uh-huh. they, they had a great day. The weather cooperated. And it was a great fundraiser for us. And so we were just thrilled. And everybody said, thank you. We are glad to have this. Because in, in our small little community, there's always something going on. As you well know, there's always a fundraiser, a charity event, a run, a tea, a golf scramble, you know, sports, whatever. We are busy in this community. There's always something going on for somebody. And all that has been been taken off the the calendar and postponed. And people are just like, oh my gosh, we miss it. We miss having our Relay for Life and our Alzheimer's Walk and this golf scramble and that event. And so it was great just to get outside and see people and do something fun um, and just take our mind off of everything, you know, for a few hours. So we're hoping to do that again. We're, we're trying to think of other ways that we can still get people active and engaged, but still be safe, you know, not 400 people in a room and not limited to just 60, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> we've got to yeah. find ways around that. We're yeah. all starving for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we all are. Uh, and, but it's just one of this at this point, you know, I think we're going to be with masks for the next couple of years and so on and mm-hmm. social distancing. It's, it's just going to take some time to get through this, you know, right. and we, we just have to be the one thing that we have to be in which Americans aren't is patience. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to jump back into things too quickly. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you know, the bottom line is going to fall out again. So, you know, I I taught for 30 years and I always told my students, I said, Hey, I, I, I'm patient. I -hmm. practice patience, you know, if I go to the grocery store, I'm not in a big hurry. I just, you know, just take my time, you know, and practice it. So, I love that. It I just, saw something it's on just going to take us some time to do that. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's something that you practice. I watched that there was a new story this morning on TV um, about just that, about patience. And you're right. That's the one thing we as Americans are not in our instant gratification society. We are not patient. And it was about that it's an acquired skill that you have to practice. And you need right. to be able to slow yourself down and it's okay. And that's so hard to do. And then I had to remind myself of that this afternoon because I went um, I went to Mike Lennings to get some delicious fish for dinner and called it in thinking, okay, I'll call it. They give some time. And then I get there and I wait and I wait and I wait. And they keep saying, <laughs> has someone taken care of you? And I said, yes, I gave her my name and my ticket. And somehow it, it turned out my ticket never had made it to the kitchen and oh. so I had to keep waiting. And all these other people are coming in. You know that feeling when people come in behind you and then they get their food and they leave. And I've watched people eat their whole meal yeah. and I'm still waiting. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And finally, she, you know, the lady, she tried to clean it up and she said, oh, well, we wait till you get here and then we make your food. Then what's oh, the point God. of me calling it? Calling. <laughs> And I'm thinking, no, ma'am, that doesn't work. No, 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 no. Because the other lady next to me, she said the same thing. She said, I call in all the time and I'm standing here waiting too. And she said, y'all should already have that pot of beans on. She was waiting for beans and cornbread. She's like, don't tell me you're just now making some beans. You should have had that pot of beans going all day. And the girl didn't know what to say. She's like, well, um, it's because it's seafood that we cook it when you get here. And she said, again, <laughs> I ordered beans and cornbread. So I need you to go back there and find my food. And I'm thinking, yeah. Lord, I need patience. Remember that thing about patience? But I've been standing there for 30 minutes. So my patience was yeah. about gone. And I'm hungry. I'm hangry at this point. 
So, and then still had to drive home. So, uh, yeah, I, I, oh, it's hard to be patient sometimes because we want what we want when we want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And that's me with the chamber as well. I want to go in, of course, and start already, you know, changing everything and implementing new ideas. And let's do this and let's do that. And, I'm, you know, got to pace myself and, and take my time and we'll eventually get there little by little baby steps. And yeah. Let's get through a pandemic and, you know, let's get through my first month before I start making too many changes, start learning what I'm doing before I get gung ho. But that's just that's human nature. You you think they're going to be receptive to some of your ideas, you know? I think so. Um, I've talked with with uh, Brad and I've talked a lot with our executive Council. Um, and the good thing is that all the guys on the executive council um, are folks that I know. I've either worked with them in a past life or we sit on similar committees together um, or we've all, you know, been around. Again, it's E Town. So, and notice I said guys because our executive council is all men. And so I told yeah, Brad when yeah. we first started talking, I said, okay, so the first thing I want to do, we need to diversify our board. There's like two yeah. or three women on our board, which is great. Um, I said, but our board does doesn't represent one, does not represent what our community looks like. And two, it doesn't get people from all across our community. I'm like, that's why we have a bad rap of being the Eat Town Chamber, because there's only maybe mm-hmm. one person from Radcliffe that's on our board. Um, and that's not good. We don't have anybody from Glendale, Sonora, Upton, Eastview, Rineville, you know, whatever. So I said, we've definitely got to diversify with ev- in every aspect, race, age, color, yeah occupation, you know, it can't be just, it used to be just the, the old white guy club. And now it's kind of the middle-aged white guy club. So I'm like, we're getting better, but we need to, you know, get some more. We've got some youth. Like I said, we've got some women that are dynamic, dynamic women, but I'm like, I don't want to be the only person of color in this group. That's, and he agrees. He's like, I know you're right. It's true. And you know, he said, we just, it kind of just fell this way. And we try to be making changes slowly, but surely, well, that's why you have me. So that's one of my major goals is to just diversify our board, get more folks in there, um, diversify our membership. Again, reach out to some of those small communities that maybe haven't been touched before, whether there there is only one little grocery store down in, um, in Eastview. But you know what? They can still be involved. It's still their community, too. They're part of Hardin County. So, you know, I'll go and talk to the people at Laker Burger. They need to be um, involved and represented as well. So that's kind of where my vision is, and I think the board is kind of going to be behind us to make some of those changes um, slowly but surely, but they know that we really, if we're really going to represent Hardin County, then we really need to be reflective of all of Hardin County and much more inclusive. So, and then I've got some ideas for, you know, special events and just ways to be more visible. We don't take advantage enough of social media and it's not my forte, but I'm going to learn because that's the way, again, you communicate and attract people and work with them. So I'm going to be definitely trying to beef that up more um, and just, you know, keeping the chamber out in front of everybody and top of mind awareness. That's so much a part of what the, what the game is all about. So I think they're behind me. I hope so, because well, good for you. (laughs) Good for you. I'm I'm glad you're, you're, you're starting to make those changes, you know, at least putting it out in front of everyone in, in the chamber that, you know, these are things that we need to look at and this is the direction that we need to lean, lean towards. And, Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully it won't be one of those, well, it may take us 40 years to get there. You know, things has, mm-hmm. yeah, things, things has to happen a little bit quicker than that, you know, yeah. as, and, and 
and, and I really hope that you know they look at your position and give you the responsibilities and expect you to carry out those things and not micromanage. You know what I mean? Oh, I hope not. Uh, you've got <laughs> ideas, just move move forward with that. You know, and it's up to the group to to help make that decision. And I, I wish you all the best with all that, you know. Oh, and just don't you. don't be afraid to speak your mind. I mean, I learned a long time ago that I've learned to say no. Mm-hmm. And I've learned to speak my mind because if 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 I don't speak my mind, even if it hurts me, I feel much better mm-hmm. because simply because I spoke with my mind and I haven't been able, I haven't had to hold that in. You know, uh, there's been positions that I've tried for and I've gone in and said, hey, this is how I would do it. You know, and this is what my expectations and they would say, uh, no. You, 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 <laughs> yeah. we can't do that right yeah but at least at least i said this is and this is what i there. believe in this is where i'm going put it lay I it out that. there you know i i don't i i i've lost coaching jobs because i was honest mm-hmm. and that's the and, same but that way but yeah. nobody had to second guess where you stood nope. or what you meant you're living your truth and nope. i love that i've had to find my voice and as i get older I definitely am doing more of that and speaking up more and having to have that little voice, that conversation in my head saying, yeah, you do need to say that. You need to, you know, someone had, I'd seen something a long time ago and it said, before you say something, you need to say, you know, think in your head, is it the truth? Does it need to be said? And do I need to be the one to say it? So I try to have that conversation with myself. And a lot of times I'm like, yeah, I do need to be the one to say it, whatever the, you know, the repercussions may be. And I try to say it in a very Southern, charming, tactful kind of way. Um, But sometimes you do, you have to be, you have to speak it. And so I've had to learn that. So I thank you for that tidbit and that, that lesson, because it is hard sometimes to be the voice and to be honest, especially if you know, it may not go your way, you know, you may not get the job or whatever. So that's tough. And the the other thing, Kendra, I, I think is growing up in the South, growing up in Elizabethtown, we learned right then, you know who your friends were because they were going to tell you. And that's the truth. If they liked yeah. you or not. And <laughs> coming, coming to Indianapolis, moving to Indianapolis 30-some years ago, it's, it's a different beast because you don't know, you know. And, and I think mm-hmm. that's part of, I think that's part of me by growing up the way we grew up. You know, the fact that I'm going to come out and say what's on my mind. You know, if I don't like you, I'm going to tell you I don't like you. I'm not going to him harm around the bush, and, mm-hmm. you know, and play those games. That way, you know where I'm coming from. That's, that's, that's the way I, that's the way I, you know, and if, you know, if, if you don't understand it or don't get along with it, that's cool, too. I'll speak to you. I'll speak to everybody. We just mm-hmm. won't hang out that way. That's all. Right. That's exactly right. I feel the same way. I'm like, we can be friendly, but that does not mean we have to be friends. And I know there's people that don't like me and that's a hard pill to swallow. And cause I want to be liked by everybody. We all do, but I'm like, you know what? That's okay. Because I don't like everybody either. And we may not get along. And if we have to work together, that's fine. And we will work together. But you know, like you said, we don't have to be friends. We don't have to be besties. We don't have to, I've got friends. My friend plate is full. It is okay. Yeah. It's and okay to have, to have a professional relationship. Completely. There's lots of people I have pro- professional relationships with that, that I'm like, no, really, I don't care for you. And there's people that I do have to 
avoid. And then sometimes there's people like, dang it, you do have to work with them. And that's just how it is. (laughs) (laughs) And you smile, you grin and you bear it and you get what you need done and you move on. I work for people that I don't like and it's okay. You just, that's life. Unfortunately, that is the realism of it. So it is tough because we all want to be liked and everybody get along and I'll just go great. But no, there's people I see coming. I'm like, Oh, I can't stand that guy, but you (laughs) smile and say, hello, how are you today? So glad you can make it to the meeting. You know, knowing that he has the alley, you know, the morals of an alley cat Yeah, and I wouldn't want him, you know, anywhere near me, but Sometimes you don't have a choice. We're so. not going to call anybody out on this no, podcast. No. We're not calling anybody out. Mm-mm. We're just saying. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. There's yeah. some people, yeah. you know, not yeah. everybody gets along right. like peanut butter and jelly. It's fine. That's how the world works. You know, we right. can't all be the same. It's okay. Yeah. And I, like I said, I'm okay with that some people don't like me or if I come across a certain way, fine. Okay. Whatever. It's advice yeah. too short. I've been, I've been around too long now to play any games. So it is what it is. Yeah, I think it, it, it goes back to uh Steve and I were talking a uh, week, uh, not the podcast we didn't do one last week, the week prior, we were talking about sports movies and what you guys are talking about. It is in line with one of our favorite films we talked about, and that was Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. And the, the, the scene in that movie where Denzel runs those guys up to the Gettysburg battlefield, and that scene where he just asks them to be quiet, and he goes into his speech and he says, you know, I don't care if you guys don't like each other, but you will respect each other. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what you were talking about. You don't have to like everybody that you come in contact with. But I think in the environment that you find yourself in, or, you know, Steve on the school board, I'm still out in corporate America, you know, you work with people sometimes you don't like, and that's expected. But I think everybody deserves respect for the mm-hmm. ideas they bring to the table, their opinions, whatever. And, and, and you roll like that. But, you, you no, you do not have to like everybody. You don't have to pal around with everybody. But I think everybody deserves respect. Oh, and so I, yes. that's, that's, that's the way I think it needs to be. And everything would be cool in society if we just exercise that simple fact, respect people, period. Yes, I agree 100%. And that is, that's the bottom line. And I think so much of that, unfortunately, has been lost because I think there was a day and a time where everyone did respect everyone else and their opinion and their ability to be different or speak a different line, whatever. And we have lost that somewhere. Um, And that's the sad part because we, and we used to say when I worked at the hospital, we would tell every, all of our staff, you treat every single patient as if they were your mother or your grandmother. And that's how you should behave. Not that whatever lifestyle they've come from, no matter what their situation. And if everyone would just do that, just treat everyone with the same dignity, respect that you would Mm -hmm. your grandmama. The world yeah. would just be a much better place. Yeah. We would all yeah. just treat each other so much better and have some of that kindness. As you've seen around E-Town, we have the Be Kind campaign, yeah. which was yeah. great. It started by a little 10-year-old boy at one of the local churches as a project, and it's amazing. The signs are all over town, yeah. as you see. And it's just that little gentle reminder of be yeah. kind. If we were just kind yeah. to people, think yeah. what wonderful things could happen, you know? We would not be in some of the mess and the phrase that we are in. And and I love that I live kind of in this little microcosm because here in Elizabethtown, we are pretty much still, everybody gets along. We're pretty nice. Everybody does well. I find people still go out of their way to open a door for me or everybody speaks to everybody in the grocery store. You know, we don't have a lot of drama and issues and, and violence and any anything. We're all still 
pretty kind and caring to one another. And, and thank goodness for that, that we're not experiencing yeah. what other communities are. Um, yeah. And I wish that everybody could kind of see what it can be like when you just have that basic human respect and kindness and graciousness. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think, um, you know, we, as we said earlier, sometimes we veer off down the rabbit hole and, uh-huh. and this is a, like something we want to segue to me. You know, with the, the kindness thing, and I remember seeing the signs. I was home. I said, man, those be kind signs are really cool, man. Uh-huh. And we tried. Yeah, they're, they're really cool there. And everybody's yarn. I'm like, man, that is really nice. I didn't know it was a 10-year-old boy that did it, but I, we thought, man, this is really cool. It but, is. you know, mm-hmm. to, to, to get us to a point to where, you know, we grew up with those values, you know, mm-hmm. treating people the way we wanted to be treated. And I think the only way we're going to resolve back to that, we got we got to have people in positions of leadership that embody that. Period. You know, it starts with the leadership, and if the mm-hmm. leadership is treating people kind, if the leadership is respecting people, no matter what their walk of life is, if no one is talked down to, if no one is 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 called out names, and this, it starts at the top, and then people see that, and it's like, hey. We can do this. We mm-hmm. can do this. I, I, I think we can return to that time. We just got to have people in positions of power that are willing to do that. And, and I think we're close. I think we're close. Uh, we, we just got to be patient. And, right. uh, and I think it's going to happen. I, think I do too. Yes. And I think oh, we have that. Mercy. I've now. been patient. <laughs> I know. She's like, I've been so patient. When will I be rewarded? <laughs> And I do think we are we are experiencing that again here in Elizabethtown with Mayor Gregory, um, again, hometown boy, and and everybody knows him and loves him and his family and with our city council. And I'm I'm thrilled to see because it didn't happen before with the Mason Dixon line, but our mayor and city council often work very well in conjunction with Mayor Duvall and Radcliffe and Mayor Ogden in Vine Grove, um, Mayor Ash in West Point. Mayor Copeland down in Sonora. So they get together and they actually talk and they plan and they work with the judge executive and the, in the fiscal court. And so they're trying to do more of that. It's at least they're reaching out their partners. They, you know, have a united front. So we still have our issues like everybody else, you know, they're right now, everybody's up in arms. We've unfortunately had to close the Northern uh, public library. So folks again on the, that end of the County are very upset They've lost a couple government offices, again, just to, due to consolidation. But at least they are working together. They talk. They're trying to make things better. And I don't think in the past that probably was not done. So we've made some, some baby steps. We've made some strides. Um, and I'm hoping it'll continue. But I think you're right. It's all that it starts at that top. And it's the example that they have to set. And it's just everybody in their own personal little homes teaching their children, this is how we treat other people. And it right. has to, that's yeah. where it has to start. Lead Absolutely. by example. Lead by yep. example. Lead by example. Yep. That's the best yep. thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Well, awesome. I think this has been uh, a very, very, very enlightening discussion tonight. And uh, uh, how are my vocals, Steve? You said my vocals were a little tight. Are they, are they good now? They're better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Must be having some some mic issues. Um, I don't. This mic it it, it acts funny sometimes. So, but I again, I thought it's been a very enlightening discussion tonight. Um, 
you know, we, we were, we're proud of our hometown, as Steve said. We always like to hear good things happen in E-Town, and I think E-Town is in good hands with uh, with you on the board there at the chamber, and uh, we're looking for some great things down the pike. Uh, I still have family there. Steve comes through there on occasion to, to, to check out games at E-Town High and whatnot, so, and then Alex is, is down in Fort Campbell, so... But we always uh, like to hear good things uh, about E-Town, and I'm, I'm expecting some great things with you now in a position of power that will make some great things happen. Well, thank you. I'm going to do everything I can to make you proud and to keep our <laughs> wonderful little community growing and booming and prospering. And um, I'm certainly – we want you to come back anytime and all the time. We're always here. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, thank you, uh, Kendra. We appreciate that. And, you know, Wayne and I kind of came up with a little sign off and um, we are going to say it the way we see it. And I see that you're doing a wonderful job down there. Uh, You've been doing great, you know, in your career. So proud of you. As I, as I said earlier, you know, maybe before we got on, the last time I saw you, you were in little pigtails there. And now here you are. Now here you are running the city. So congratulations on that. So much, so much respect for your hard work. Uh, so much um, uh, admiration for what you're doing. And I would like to say continue success. And at any time that uh, we can do anything for you. Please feel free to um, let us know. You know, I, I pop into E-Town and pop out every now and then, but uh, I don't spend a lot of time there. But, uh, yeah, I, I just like to say congratulations and uh, much many more successes in the future. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. That really does mean the world to me um, because you, you are guys that I looked up to when I was that little girl with pigtails. So um, I like to continue on the legacy that, that you all laid. And um, again, just love this community and just want to work hard for it and make it the best place um, to live, work and play for those next generations. So it can be just as wonderful for the next generation as it was for all of us. So I'll, I'll keep doing all that I can as long as they'll let me and be the town busybody as, as I like to be. My grandmother always said that I was a busybody. So um, she was right. <laughs> she was right. Um, so I will continue doing that. But it, that means a lot to me for you all to say that. So just know that we are always here. We'll leave a light on for you. You come through anytime. You call me and I'll give you a personal tour of all the great things going on. And I'll keep you abreast of and aware of all the good stuff that's happening in the Big E because there's always something yeah, we new may, and exciting. We may have to have you back on to give us an update uh, in well, the future. Sure. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Yeah, I'll keep in touch. Be like, hey, check this out. Guess what? We got this, 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 that, and the other. So, yes, hopefully our mall will kind of be the next thing to be revamped. Our town mall is is a little. It's part of you know Americana as every. Mall is experiencing. They're on the downturn. So that will be the next big thing to see what happens there. But I definitely will keep you abreast of all the development there and all the development on the south end of town because that's where it's happening. That's going to be the exciting, fun stuff. So I'm telling that IGA opens its doors. You can go shopping at the IGA. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, outstanding. So um, that said, um, again, I want to echo Steve's sentiment. We're glad you were able to join us tonight. It's truly been a pleasure. Uh, like Steve said, I'm equally proud of you 
the work you're doing down there in E-Town. And uh, I probably get to E-Town a bit more often than Steve does. And you know my family. You're part of our family and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything you need from me, if you need anything, just let me know. Text me or let my sisters know. Hey, you know, would Wayne be willing? to do something for me you let me know if you need something you let me know and uh, i'd be glad to do that for you and uh, we're going to keep an eye on things and uh, again fantastic work you're doing there keep it up and again we're tremendously proud of you and glad that uh, you grew up on steve's side of the tracks but you're part of my family so we're all good and uh, we're going to keep praying for great things for you so so that said uh we're going to wrap up this session of the Across the Tracks podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. And until next time, I'd like to sign off with Wakanda forever. Chiliamo dopo.